0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to another breaking news segment of The Real Forno Show. I'm your host, Tyler Fornis, and with me, as always, is producer Dave, who will be joining momentarily. We're here to talk to Darius Smith where he posted a cryptic tweet here today at 3.37 p.m., basically thanking Skull Nation and the Minnesota Vikings organization for his time here, which signaled a release, but it wasn't quite that simple. Um, Shortly thereafter, we had the beat reporters, who unfortunately are usually very slow at this kind of thing, and Ian Rappaport saying that the Vikings were not planning on releasing him, and it seems like, based on how this has all went out, This is kind of a propaganda tactic from the Minnesota Vikings uh, kind of getting out front of this and telling them, no, we're not releasing him. And now we could be in for an interesting battle. Let's bring in producer Dave, because there are a lot of layers to this. And one thing that really intrigues me here, Dave, is Zadarius just comes right out and says, thank you. Basically like, no, give me my release. And then the Vikings, it feels like they just fed all the insiders. Like, no, we're not releasing him. And I'm wondering if this might be posturing for a trade. You can see on the screen right now what Zadarius tweeted. Um, very inauspicious, very blunt to the point, saying thank you to the organization. But I don't think that the Vikings are going to be budging here. At least not now. Um, you can obviously tell by how Ian has uh, phrased the tweet. Um, that's from the Vikings. That is not from the. Um the Z'Darri Smith camp. And um, as we are live here, the compensatory draft picks were just dropped by Adam Schefter. Um, the Minnesota Vikings um, do not get a fifth-round pick like projected. They get a sixth-round pick, number 211, and that would be from the Tyler Conklin trade. Um, unfortunate that it's a sixth and not a fifth, but life goes on. Um, Dave? Hmm. Moving on from Zadarius Smith would save the Vikings quite a bit of money. He would be owed $3.33 million in dead cap because of the signing bonus of $5 million that we gave him before the start of the 2022 season. But it would save $12.16 million on the cap as we try to get underneath it. Right now, we are $15 million over. This is a very interesting tactic by Smith, and it doesn't seem to be playing well. What do you make of all this?
1: I, I find it fascinating that he has in his mind that he's going to leave and he very well may that may be the final result but that the fact that <laughs> uh Vikings are turning around going I'm telling Rappaport, no that's not our intention so this is going to be interesting um i it, you know it's Flores is going to have a big say in it does he want him back does he not want him back uh obviously Quasi's looking at the dollar dollar point of it that gets us closer to under the cap with, you know, all the way up to next Wednesday to go. Um, does it make sense? Well it depends who's replacing him. Zedarius first half of the year was outstanding. Zedarius after the knee contusion was just okay. Who's gonna replace him? Is there anybody on the team already that isn't just just okay? We know we have Daniil Hunter on the other side, but you like pairs. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. I love that uh, the player and the team seem to be disagreeing at this time.
0: Mm-hmm. And this could be all posturing by the Minnesota Vikings trying to induce a trade because let's be honest, a top 20 edge rusher at a cap hit of $12.16 million for whatever team acquires him. Which is cheap. That's dirty. pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And especially because they can get out of it as like a one-year rental and not have to pay the, uh, whatchamacallit, about $20 million in salary and salary cap next season if they if things don't work out or they just want to move on and they incur no dead cap. So it is very enticing for teams, especially ones that run a three, 3-4 uh, three, and prioritize that stand-up pressure that Zadarius is. When he's healthy, he's great. But he's on the wrong side of 30. And that knee contusion really hindered him on a long-term basis this past year. It, I'm fascinated to see how this goes because $12.16 million, Dave, is a lot. And with the picks coming out, we don't have two-fifths. It is a fifth and a sixth, um, mm-hmm. along with our first, third, and fourth. This is somewhere where the Vikings really need to pick up draft capital. And moving a guy like Sedarius Smith could end up bringing them Something decent, maybe as much as a third rounder.
1: Oh, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. It does it does not make sense just for the Vikings to release him and say goodbye. We understand from cap money wise, yes. Save the money. But like you said, he's a top twenty defensive end or edge rusher, outside linebacker, three four. He's uh being top twenty, top twenty money is twenty million plus a year. Right, Top Mm -hmm. 10 addressers are 25 million plus a year. Normally, if you look across the league, anybody that picks him up is going to get him at a bargain. And to get that an immediate upgrade to their team for most teams that play the 3-4, it seems like a no-brainer. Offer that third and get Sidarius and make everybody happy. The only problem with that is yeah. if Zidarius cuts, he gets to choose where he goes. If he's traded, then it's whoever, whoever the Vikings make the trade with.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see how this all goes, Dave, because this is, this is something where the Vikings need to kind of figure out um, what their long-term plan is. And I'll be honest. I kind of thought Zadarius Smith was going to be gone the second that Brian Flores got the job. It's not that his defense can't use great edge rushers. It doesn't need great edge rushers. What it needs is players who can blitz, and it also needs cornerbacks, something that the Vikings do not have. And that $12.1 million, in theory, you might be able to bring in a high-end quarterback or two mid-range options. And the mid-range options kind of sound like a smarter play, right? Because all of a sudden, you can take, hey, I'm going to get multiple bodies in here because cornerback is a weakling system. We talked about Jalen Ramsey potentially becoming a Viking. That never seems super feasible. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's super feasible. What matters is the fact that, hey, this can end up being a really good play for the Vikings to bring in multiple players who are good. Because look at the Cincinnati Bengals. I've talked about them ad nauseum. They have good cornerbacks. They're not great. And prioritizing that position instead of edge could end up being a positive. What makes things more interesting if you move on from Swift, who is going to replace him? There are some edge rushers at the top of the draft that are interesting. There are some in the mid-rounds who also could be as well. But then you all of a sudden have this needed edge, and you're going to have to figure that out. DJ Wanham stinks. Patrick Jones has some talent, but do you want him being your starter next year? Or do you want to like have somebody else in tow and have Patrick Jones be your number three? I'll tell you what, I don't want DJ Wanham starting for my football team, especially just feeling guys. like he's out of position. Yeah. Uh Patrick Jones, I think, could be a little more than just a guy. I think he could be a real defensive end number two in a long term fashion. He's not there yet. He needs some time. And, and we knew that anybody, when we most
1: ev- most everybody coming out of the draft would need time as well. This isn't an immediate mm-hmm. fix. If if he's gone, you've got to have somebody up there to replace him immediately. And anybody you draft, you've got to expect at least a year to develop, minimum. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is this is going to be very interesting. And everything that we keep hearing and seeing is that tomorrow might end up being Black Friday for this Minnesota Vikings team. Everything comes to a head, and then they go into the weekend with a relatively clear head, and they can really plan what their next move is going to be in free agency. That is going to be even more fascinating. But Zadarius Smith, if you, you're just jumping in, has essentially requested a release from the Minnesota Vikings, and then through reporters, the Vikings t- said no. Um, that is basically all we need. Not sorry, not all we need. That's all we have right now. And trying to figure out what the Minnesota Vikings are going to be doing because saving that $12.16 million in cap space isn't is a necessity right now. But do they need to do that with Smith? That's going to be the question everybody has. I have personally thought that Smith would be gone ever since Brian Flores and ended up coming to the Minnesota Vikings. It's just, it just made too much sense. The guy, like, he still got pressure, but he wasn't able to convert that into any form of production. And he played injured at the back half of last year with that knee contusion. I I think it's going to be a situation, Dave, where the, the Vikings end up moving on from Smith at the end of the day. I just don't know when they're going to choose to move on. It feels like tomorrow would probably be the day if they were going to do it. But what do but you they think? Wait would you move on minute. from him? You yeah. got to
1: remember, there's no legal tampering before Monday. And mm-hmm. if we hear stuff on Black Friday, it's cuts, straight cuts. If we hear trades. Here's and the stuff, interesting thing it's going to be after Monday afternoon.
0: Here's the interesting thing, Dave. Per over the cap, um, Zedaria Smith signed his three year $42 million contract. Um, he, he received a $5 million signing bonus as part of his guarantees. Um, $6.5 million was guaranteed at signing. Five point oh five million was guaranteed for injury. But that $5.05 million ends up becoming fully guaranteed if he's on the roster on the third day of the 2023 league year, which would be after 3 p.m. on March 17th. So that is going to be the ultimate, hey, we have to get rid of this guy day or we end up being mm-hmm. stuck with uh, guaranteed money. So the Vikings do have time. They do not have to rush things with Zedarius, and they could choose to keep him if and use this as like a fallback option. Like, oh, we want to sign this guy, but we ended up missing out on this guy, so we're going to keep Zedarius because we weren't able to use the money that we were going to get from releasing him in order to bring in a different free agent. I'm Nor very intrigued. because you know, A this,
1: trade that they like.
0: This is the first year of Kwesi Doflamenza really being able to handle free agency, the draft with a true schematic plan that isn't put together in six weeks. And that's not just being insulting in any way. Kwesi Doflamenza was hired at the end of January. He did not have a lot of time. And then Kevin O'Connell was hired two days after the Super Bowl. He didn't have a lot of time either to really jump in full force last year. So this is really the first full go ahead for this regime. To try and get things right and to really put their stamp on what they want this Minnesota Vikings team to be, are they going to want to do that with Darius Smith? You're moving forward, or do they think you know what this man is? Uh, I'm going to get the exact age. He's 31 years old. He's about to turn 32, and I we just don't think can't justify a 15.5 million dollar cap hit for him anymore. Mm-hmm. That is where things are going to be fascinating because it's not that Quaysey doesn't think these guys are human. Kwesi is going to see things from a Wall Street corporate perspective, and he's going to look at the dollars and cents and match it up with the production, and then he's going to make those decisions. And You kind of need that as a general manager because if you don't separate the the human element from it, that's where you can make really big mistakes. That's not to say that, hey, I I don't want to keep him because he's a good guy or anything like that. It's just you have to be able to look at things from a complete business perspective, and I think Kwesi can do that. And I think he's shown the ability to do that. And they're uh, based on all reports, they're playing hardball with Adam Thielen. We can talk about that briefly because Thielen is doing $19.97 million cap hit. He's doing like $11.5 million salary. They want him to take a pay cut. So like, look, we gave you a bunch of money last year when we didn't have to. And we look, you're not worth it. And we need you to take a cap hit for this team or a, a pay cut. And we'll see if he's willing to do that. He has not shown that he's willing. All reports are that he's resisting and he believes he has more to offer and that he's worth the money that he's about to get paid. So we'll see there. But there are a lot of things that are going to happen, Dave. And I'm very, very intrigued by all this Zedarius Smith news. And with the Zedarius Smith news, let's say they cut him. What do you think about Daniil Hunter? Does that mean an extension is basically a guarantee at this point?
1: Should be, I do. Daniel Hunter guarantee anyways, because he's going to be upset if he comes in and plays on that last year, and he's not only making five million. No, he needs an extension. Mm-hmm. You, he's worth an extension.
0: Oh, I absolutely think he's worth an extension. I wonder um, what they act, they think his extension would be worth. Um, You're to at me, that's that's. The, I I don't think I'd give him that. I like I think he's very good. I don't think he's worth 25 million.
1: He's a top ten defensive end. That's what they get nowadays.
0: I don't well, I'd kind of model after the Bradley Chubb contract. Chubb just got twenty. I'd probably I'd be comfortable with twenty, but I think twenty-five might be a little bit too far. And that kind of stinks for Hunter, because he probably should have signed a much bigger contract than he did. Um his agent really screwed him. $14.4 million average annual value. That got lapped the second he put pen to paper. And I think that it's almost a guarantee that the Vikings end up extending him. Plus, if he does move on after this year, Dave, you're talking about $11.24 million in dead cap. Because they moved so much into void years um, with how they ended up restructuring last year by converting up that massive $18 million roster bonus into a signing bonus. So... There's a lot of different things at play here. I think the Vikings are going to end up moving on from Smith, get, giving Hunter an extension of some form as my dog decides he wants to eat a hanger. Um, and <laughs> look, I've got an eight month old French bulldog puppy and he's great. But man, when I, when I come in here to record, it can be a little bit of a pain in the butt. Right. Odie. Yeah. You do this.
1: Well, we, yeah. today is Thursday. Free agency officially starts next Wednesday at 3 o'clock Central. Climbing the Pocket is here all weekend long. Guys are on standby to do emergency uh, shows just like this one. Have you got anything more coming up before Monday, Tyler?
0: Yeah, um, it should be out here uh, shortly. Um, My first episode of Purple Access with Purple Daily. Is coming out. It'll be available on both YouTube and their podcast feeds. Um, just me and Judd uh, talking about the Vikings. We'll be doing it once every every other week. Um, I'll be rotating in with um, uh, on the other side of Ch- or um, with Chip Scoggins, who will be doing um, my off weeks. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. We talked about wide receiver and the potential of Adam Thielen being released. And it's a half hour of really good conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. And it's uh, a lot of kind of what we do on this show. Just talking about the Vikings, talking about the future, understanding, hey, what do the markets um, show uh, based on, we talked specifically receivers, and I kind of gave my thoughts there. Um, let's answer a couple questions here. Michael Harrington has uh, two of them. Um, one, are we going to see a rebuild? No, but I think we're going to end up taking a step back from what was a 13-4 and four season last year, and that's not... Saying hey, we're going to fully rebuild. They're still going to try to be competitive, but there's just going to be less talent on the team um, because they just have less cap dollars to work with and less assets. They're burning in youth and and speed. Yes, and that is essentially going to be what the rebuild is. I think we're still going to be competitive for a playoff spot next year. Division title maybe because of where the state of the division right now. But there's so many questions to answer, and um, who's next to get cut? I think it's Adam Thielen. I think Thielen will not be a viking at this time tomorrow is my my best guess and that's unfortunate because he's a lifelong viking he's a lifelong minnesotan and viking fan so getting oh, rid of a come guy back like eventually that eventually to it, the
1: ring of honor i'm not worried yep. about that
0: he will definitely be a ring of honor guy um zedarius trade value brian and then we're going to wrap this up it depends who's offering and what kind of assets they have i would say his peak value is probably a compensatory third round pick so, like, 97 to, like, 105. That's probably his peak value. Um, would a team offer more? Yeah. You could probably get a little more if you do some form of pick swap. Like, oh, Darius Smith and a fifth or a sixth for, like, pick 66. I think you can make that work. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's going to be willing to give him, uh, the uh, Vikings, any kind of substantial money via trade. But let, before we go, let's take a look at the edge players um, that are scheduled to be free agents. All this data is available from over the cap. Um, you've got Frank Clark, Robert Quinn, Yannick Ngakwe, Jadavian Clowney, Cleveland Farrell. Those are your top five guys. You've got your uh, Melvin Ingram, who's 34, is also there. Um, Justin Houston, who is al- who is also 34. Marcus Davenport is an interesting one. Um, Oka Ronquo from the Titans. Like, There's some okay talent. But Sedarius Smith would easily be a top three player in this free agent class. So if he ends up leaving the Vikings, that's going to be something that will be very interesting to keep an eye on because there's going to be people that are calling for his services. And I think that could make if he he automatically becomes that top three, maybe that does increase his trade value um, a little bit as far as demand. How many teams would be inquiring about making that trade? Um, I don't necessarily think that it would be a hundred percent guarantee that he gets traded, but I do think the Vikings are going to try and have discussions to move him if they actually want to move on from him and they'll listen, even if they don't, because if somebody offers something absurd, Oh, they'll take it because if you offer me more assets and when I believe my asset is worth, you got to make that move. And that's, that's how, um, that's my perception of how Kwesi operates. He wants to, Um, take his assets and turn them into more assets or more valuable assets. Um, And I think that's going to make things really interesting. As Dave said, keep an eye on everything. Keep an eye on my Twitter feed at The Real Forno, where I will be announcing anytime we go live for this show. I will be available throughout the day tomorrow. So Dave and I will be on standby, ready to rock and roll. Second news breaks, we will be ready to go within 10 to 15 minutes. So make sure you keep those notifications on for my Twitter feed and also for this channel, and we will get things rocking and rolling for you I'm talking about all the latest news in the Minnesota Vikings. And this is going to be a really interesting weekend, Dave. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that can happen, and I expect a lot of it to go down. So in the meantime, thank you to our partners, uh, Lake Monster Brewing and That's Badass Wood Art. Thank you to Dave for getting uh, throwing everything down and getting this ready to go. I'm Tyler Fornes. Thanks for joining us from Skull Vikings, everyone.
1: Skull Vikings. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe and ring the bell and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout out goes to our partners, The Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found, and to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull everybody.
2: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger, as six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lifting contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Voluma XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com.